any of you going through the storm out there too you know that's part of it but you're gonna make it through jesus will meet you where you're at yes jesus will meet you where you're at you know this is this this whole podcast was for you guys as well as it was for us so mm-hmm. i mean hopefully there's something here that changes your life so welcome to fulfillment hero where we share define and discuss the principles that model filling life i'm here with two great men for part two of our little mini-series with a good friend john esquivel and i got it right this time got it good thing <laughs> second second time third time actually but. yeah i didn't have to do it the that <laughs> second round but the other man here sitting next to me with the shades on cell cell no john was so good we had to bring him back guys we had to bring him back early you know actually we couldn't get rid of him he's like you know what considering what we're doing we should just go for a round i two. just had so much round more to two. say <laughs> yeah yeah we, we talked about him not showing <laughs> up and it's it's true we, we really <laughs> dropped some valuable information on the breathing episode though that was valuable yeah that was awesome and john don't let this go to your head man <laughs> no thank you guys for the opportunity <laughs> yeah, that was it's fun to talk to you guys you guys are two of my favorite dudes to discuss with for sure so we appreciate that man but I, I, lately i've just been so into nerding out and john's really good at i'm all out. about nerding <laughs> out really good at that. i'm so intrigued by it but since we're talking about it talking about humans i, I believe there's three parts to us so there's physical you know the psychological and then a, one that kind of gets skipped but spiritual right um so what do you what's your thoughts on the spiritual side of, of the human being because i know you're real spiritual yourself i mean all of us here all three of us right um and i just want to know your perspective on the spiritual side of the human being that's a great question man yeah. i like how you phrased it um but yeah, so for me, um, humans are more than just, right, you, you, you made the distinction, right? Humans are not just this physical being that you see in front of you, you know what I mean? Like, that's not all there is to Sal, the flesh and the bones sitting right in front of me. Um, I firmly believe that, you know, everyone is equipped with a soul, um, you know, mm-hmm. that you have this uh, spirit within you that is more more you than you could ever be. You know what I mean? That is the true essence of your being is that soul that is in your body. We talk about we were talking about breath all in the last episode. You know, uh, and the Bible talks about how in the creation account in Genesis how God breathed life into Adam. Mm. You know what I mean? Or when Jesus was raising Lazarus from the dead, he breathed on him. Um, and so I think like just tying that breath into life thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think so. There's besides that physical piece, your flesh and your bones and your genes and your DNA and everything that is you physically, there is that, um, non-physical component, that spiritual component, um, which I, I would call it, let's just call it a soul. You know okay. what I mean? Um, and so I think I've actually heard uh, Damian Marley, Bob Marley's son, uh, say it this way, is that the body is just a vehicle that is transporting your soul. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful way of phrasing it. You know, God breathed this life into us. Then 
that's what I would say that's that soul. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that spiritual essence of a person. Um, and so that's that's what I would you know that's what you're really journeying for. You know, is for that that spiritual being. Or, I mean, you should be journeying for that spiritual being rather than for the physical being. Yeah. What a great transition point going over from the breathing into the spiritual side of things, right? And meditation and prayer are closely related. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I think this was an excellent choice for our part two. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the two things that I've always worked on was – know the physical part and then the psychological part Mm -hmm. but i'm like there's something bigger something greater right and i you know even you would say like well the brain keeps score the brain keeps all these things that that's why there's so much to learn about the human brain oh yeah but the human spirit is just saying like what's next like it doesn't it's not keeping track it's just saying what's next like Mm -hmm. what do you want me to do right now in this moment and I think our brain will keep us from tapping into that. But, yeah, I'm just so drawn by it because I know there's something bigger and that I believe lives on even after we die physically on this earth. Right. It's so strong that I believe it lives on forever. It has to. Right. Well, and, I mean, being that we are all Christians, you know, we come, we come from kind of a biased perspective. You know, that's what we're living for. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we should be living for is... Uh, for that eternal life, you know, yep. uh, they talk about the church talks about us being pilgrims on earth, you know, mm-hmm. um, that this is not, um, you can think of this almost as being in exile, you know, like this is not your home, mm-hmm. this, this world, this earth is not your final destination. This isn't where you're going to end up, you know, um, so you need to have your eyes set towards where you're, where you're actually going, where the goal, where you're supposed to end up. Yeah. Um, that is Which such... is heaven such an important perspective because obviously it's so easy to get caught up in all of the fluff that the earth has to offer right I mean, there's a lot of very interesting things going on on this planet right i mean between uh, gadgets and technology to right, just the, right. the different places you can even visit but that shouldn't be the, the uh, that's not the ultimate the ultimate goal there it's really having that relationship with god yeah, absolutely. And people are saying, well, okay, like, okay, I hear all this, God, and like, how do I tie it to my life? And, you know, Dustin, you and I had a long conversation on Saturday about this, and I even put a post out about, you know, and there's so many different angles you can hit it from. But, like, for me, I feel when I see people, and even myself, it's just like we're all seeking a purpose in life. We right. all want to know our life has meaning. And, I really believe that I got that meaning and purpose from God. And I was able to connect to God. I'm like, well, hey, I'm not an accident. I wasn't just some animal that came from, you know, I'm not an accident. I don't believe it. I believe I was created out of love, like you and you and everybody else listening to this. And we were given these gifts, these talents. And... It's our job to go out and discover them. I mean, we got to still put in the work to, but to know that, hey, I'm loved right now. Like my identity wrapped up in God has helped me through so many dark times where like if I didn't have that, I don't know. I'd be looking for 
validation from other people. Right. Or And if people didn't give me validation, where would I be? I'd be pretty depressed and I don't know. So that's why it's so important. God's played a big role in my life. And I always wasn't connected. But now I feel like I have a purpose. Right. And I have my life has meaning because he put me here for a reason. And he's saying, Sal, I gave you gifts, gave you talents. Go out and share them now. Exactly. Be a service. Be a service. And that's why I wanted to talk, you know, spiritual. And I know me and you always have great conversations about this. And I think it's important because, you know, whether everybody believes it or not, it's something to look into because I love asking that question to people. You just go up to any one random person just being like, what do you think the purpose of life is? And, it, you know, some people never really thought about it. Right. Like breathing. Um, but it does get you to on that track because it's is it, um, but it does get you on that track. You got me on that track where I'm like, what is the purpose of this life? Like, why, why am I put here? Right. And then I started looking for bigger things because I'm like, man, there has to be a reason I'm here. And then once you start digging into it, it's like, my reason's to serve. Absolutely. And it's to serve whether it's teaching someone how to breathe, how to get in shape. I mean, just being good to somebody, helping somebody up in a time of need. Like, there's so many ways we could serve. It doesn't have to be, I think I was looking for a home run. Like, oh, I have to define it. And one thing, this my job is going to be my purpose. But there's right. so many ways. And it's like, Sal, you are serving. Now. Like, build on it more. Right. No, we, I think we get so caught up in that. I think that's a human thing. You know, part of the human condition, for sure. Because uh, we, get, we get so caught up in uh, thinking that, you know, I don't have enough. I can't. I, like what? What can I really bring to the table? You know, we don't recognize our own gifts, our own talents that God blessed us with. And we were talking about this the other day. Um, I heard a priest recently say he said uh, something along the lines of, like all the gifts, all the talents that you have been blessed with. Like God didn't give you those for you. He gave you those to share with your brothers and sisters, with other people. Um, like. You can't be selfish with those gifts. You can't, you can't hold those things to yourself. Um, but you need to be a good steward of those things and grow those things. You know, not keep that light to yourself. Not keep that blessing to yourself. And, and those but be a blessing to other people. That were given to you. And, you know, in our, we prayed before we record this episode. And part of that, or, well, actually, we, we did a, it, you could pretty much consider that a prayer, actually. Um, but focusing on breathing before we end in this episode and putting focus on the heart and realizing that that is a gift from God. Like that was given to you and you didn't have to do any work for it, which that's the same thing with those, those other blessings that you should be going out and sharing those and serving in that way. And in that way you will be fulfilled. Uh, and life that does life will still be a fight, but ultimately in the end game, the ultimate end goal, you will be fulfilled. Absolutely. I heard, uh, I was doing a Bible study online recently, and I heard him say the phrase that our work is ordered to worship, like, meaning that, like, we, we serve God through the things that we do, you know what I mean? Like, the work, like, we can, we glorify, we bring glory to him by using those talents, you know? Um, we're, we shouldn't, we don't glorify ourselves, or we shouldn't be glorifying ourselves by, you know, uh, this knowledge or whatever that you've been given. But you share that. You glorify God by mm. building up his people, by building up his kingdom, uh, and sharing those things, you know, by being a blessing to other people. 
you're giving glory to God. Absolutely. Quick thing. So for all y'all listening, you probably hear a bunch of <laughs> rain and, and thunder and whatnot. Um, so I'm just going to remind you guys, if you guys can scoot a little closer, those mics there, and we will try to adjust this so you don't hear too much of this craziness. But anyways, with that, continuing. Um, yeah, I wanted to go back to something Sal said earlier, too. He was talking about um, kind of realizing, you know, I'm not an accident. You know, I'm, I have a purpose here. Uh, what I found with myself that can kind of come from that that's almost a negative is that, like, you're seeking that validation. You're like, okay, I do have a purpose. What is it? You know, and so you're looking for that validation. And you can, if you're not looking for that validation in God, in your relationship, in your intimacy with God, then, uh, you know, you're going to be seeking validation from external sources. External. Um, from things of that satisfy the flesh, from things mm-hmm. from the world. Um, and those things, we know, those things are never going to satisfy. I think uh, St. Augustine has a really good saying where he says, uh, our hearts were made for God alone and our, they will be restless until they rest in him. Like there is a God-shaped hole in every person's heart, you know, and only God can fill that. You can try and fill that with anything else that the world has to offer. And I'm sure we've all tried, you know what yes. I mean? And I can speak from experience that that only leaves you feeling more empty. Mm. You know, dude, you're absolutely right. Some of the, I've discussed this a little bit on previous episodes, but some of the best advice that I've ever gotten was from a good brother and mentor of mine. Uh, but he told me that we try to measure, or we, we try to find that, like, that validation and those measurements in things that are external and earthly, right? right. Lengths, distances, weights, heights whatever we like to measure stuff yeah we like to measure stuff and we think that we can measure we can properly measure like these earthly things what their impact is on that hole in our heart yeah and they're they're really it's not doing anything we feel more empty but the one true measurement is our intimacy with god our relationship there and that is the the starting point to finding fulfillment purpose you know living this life for a, a true reason worth living for right yeah that that's that's the only place you're going to find validation is is in that relationship with god absolutely that's so true because and can you hear me yes we are good okay so anytime you start me- messing with external things I, I believe that's a real dangerous place to be so if you know when you talk to people and you're saying like well for instance you're doing a goal setting with somebody trying to start the fitness journey I'll be happy when I get to this weight um, I'll be happy when I buy this new house I'll be happy when I make this much money so you're tying your happiness to external things you're tying your identity to external things your validation is depending on external things when I get in this relationship and I get with this other person they'll validate me or and then I'll be happy and that's a dangerous place to be. So with God, it's like, man, I, when you really connect and you feel, lo- I feel that love. I really do. And there's some days, like, I'm a human being where I question it and I go back and you got to be real, man. But that's just the human mind because it's like sometimes I want to get too logical. And I'm like, right. oh, well, well. But when I, when I truly connect, I don't, I'm not looking anywhere. I'm like, man, I feel alive right now and I didn't need 
a person to make me feel alive. I didn't need a brand new house to make me feel alive. Like I feel alive now and now I'm coming from a place of abundance and I have more to give. I have so much more to give to the people I'm going to run into today because I start every morning this way and I try and you know, some days you're off, some days you're off. It's not, it's it's not overlooked that, but you're allowed to have off. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's human nature. Like people are afraid to make mistakes and slip up and it's like, no, that's part of it. Right. But it's like, man, I got, I got so much more to give. I'm coming from a place because I truly believe I'm loved right now. And I truly believe like, man, okay, I got everything I need inside here. All I want to do is give now. Exactly. Once you make that, yeah. once you ex- have that experience, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like you really need to experience that moment of grace or whatever it is. Whatever it is, that's what I, that's probably the best thing that I would call it is like you're, cause you're reaching out to God, you know what I mean? God is always reaching out to you, but it's in that moment where we kind of accept that invitation and give ourselves up to him. You know what I mean? And those are like the true moments of prayer where I like, you know, you just feel, you feel different. You feel God's grace come into you in some way. I don't know how else to explain that other than like, you're just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this give it up to God, get, have Jesus meet you where you're at. And then all of a sudden you're just like, God, you can do this. Like maybe I can't do this, but you can do this through me. You know? Um, and when you, when you stop limiting yourself by your own power, anything is possible for God. You know what I mean? You, it's, you almost, you have to get out of the way sometimes and let God work through you. <laughs> you are right. And you know what? I can't help but relate that to this crazy storm that's going on outside. I am, I mean, I'm honestly scared that it is right a flood. There. Yes. Yeah, considering hey, this is life, bro. Sometimes you're in the storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody goes through the storm. So on that, John, your mic's actually the one that picks up a oh, lot nice. of this stuff. So I'm going to have you, which we've never done this, but I'm going to have you pick that up and hold it to your mouth. But let me let me uh, turn this thing a little lower so that uh, it, it won't pick up so much of the other junk. You can try talking for me. Check, check. Oh, heck. Yes, that sounds great. You want me to bust a flow? Yes, please. (laughs) We're good. Try it again. How about now? Yes, you sound great. Test, test. Cool. I think for the most part, we're just picking up that beautiful voice of yours. Yes, sir. Okay. I just can't hear you over the rain, but it's okay. Oh. (laughs) It's coming down hard. Yeah. You know what? Not only is this part two, but this should be known as the flood episode or there was some hail out there for a second i'm kind of scared for my poor little talk about noah's ark (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh well speaking on that you know where's the ark because i hope i'm on that baby man (laughs) why are you whispering (laughs) oh i can't tell because i can i can hear myself doesn't speak up with these with these headphones it's a little tricky (laughs) but anyways man i love where this conversation's gone and i think it's very valuable i think the information that we've discussed here is worth diving into, even with you know this crazy rain. Yeah, like, absolutely. there's so much value here, and it, it, talk about living with passion and purpose and a direction. This is where you need to be. There's re- there's no other way to do it. There's no other starting ground. You should be here in one way, shape, or form, and that's where you're gonna have that hole filled up, and that's where you start. You start. Being able to enjoy the goods and the bad because you realize that 
there's lessons in each and every one of them and that it comes from God, that these kinds of obstacles or, or pivots that you need to make are for you, hey, right? Dude, and I've, I think I heard that from you guys first. Life happens for you, not to you. I, I heard that on one of your guys' other podcasts. I love, dude, that resonated with me so hard. That's like, that's beautiful. Like that is, that is absolutely the way you should be mm. looking at life. Um, and I've been trying to do that myself. And I think that's, that's big time, dude. It's that's, a- any adversity, any, anything that happens to you happens for you. And that is, and that is so true. I believe like you were asking me what, what is the purpose of this light or what, is, you know, yeah. um, part of this light, like it's a pilgrimage, you know, it is your job for earth is to get holy and like, you know, be, get your sanctification worked out, you know, your salvation yeah. is dependent on the things that happen here, you know, um, so I, I think that's huge. Yeah, and I, I keep looking at the storm as a as a sign because we could easily, you know, cut this out, give up, and say, ah, maybe this isn't the right time to record this episode. But in all honesty, I'm I'm thinking this is gonna sound fine <laughs> online, anyways. But even if it did sound rough, like those who are truly pursuing God, pursuing their faith, are gonna soak this in and they're gonna dive in and put up with whatever they have to put up with to, you know, fill up that real meter. You know, to, to really be intimate and focus on that aspect of their life. Absolutely. I think going back to what John was talking about, too, is it's perspective. Our, you know, right. it's the perspective we give life, and that's the meaning that life will have to us. It's all how we perceive it. So if I believe, you know, through this whole masculine journey I've been on, that God as my father is trying to initiate me through the struggles of life, that's a whole different perspective when these problems come up. These so-called quote-unquote problems, I'm like, no, he's trying to, he's trying to tell me, Sal, I want you to grow. Right. Yeah, and, and we're going through these. Instead of thinking like problems shouldn't exist, because when we have that perspective, it really eats us up. We're saying like, I shouldn't have any suffering in my life. I shouldn't have any problems. And now life is not fair. Like they're just giving, it's just coming at me. This is so unfair. Now I'm depressed, and now I live in that state, and I live like I'm being attacked by life. So I believe it's perspective, you know, then that book, Fathered by God, really helped my perspective, and it helped me show where I was stuck, you know, as a boy in a man's body. Right. If I'm being brutally honest, you know, I was still a boy in a man's body. I didn't know this stuff. I didn't learn it. But now that I'm learning it and... I love masculinity the way Jesus intended it. Right. It's so huge. And that's why I've been such on this journey because I'm like, man, what does it mean to be a man? Like, I want to be a real man. And we were talking about masculinity the other day in like, in terms, and and Jesus, you know, and how a lot of people have this like, uh, this like counterfeit image of Jesus, you know, that he was like this pacifist, uh, a hippie walking around, you know, with hemp sandals and <laughs> petting a lamb, you know. But like we were talking about the account when he's in the in the temple and people are selling stuff and, and he, they turn it into a marketplace, you know. And Jesus makes a he makes a whip out of cords and starts flipping tables. Like that is that's a striking <laughs> figure right there. You know what I mean? That is not some pacifist dude that is a that's that's a man that is the man man. um 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite accounts of Jesus. It's just like, (laughs) you know, you get this image of him as being, you know, this powerful figure, which he Mm. was. I mean, and he's also saying in that time radical things. Very radical things. People like what? Like, and he stood behind it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And I like I claim Jesus as the greatest leader of all time. You know, you could put all religion, everything aside, but who's the greatest leader of all time? I'm saying Jesus. Hands down. Hands mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And and that being because he didn't lead for his own, you know, uh, being famous. He didn't do it to be famous. He didn't do it for money. And he showed us what true love was at the same time, not being passive, but standing and fighting for what is right. right. That masculine uh, journey I've been on where Jesus blesses us with this inner strength as men. Mm-hmm. And once we understand that it's for others is why he gave us his strength. Exactly. That's when life changes. Like this inner strength is for others. It's for my family. It's for, you know, when I see something unjust, I don't sit there passively and just watch it happen. Exactly. That's when I fight. Mm. Standing up Standing for those that can't stand up for themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the role of a man. Yes. Is mm. to be, to protect those that can't protect themselves. And, you know, I, th- I think you hit that spot on for sure that's but how important is it that serving others plays into being a leader or a person of influence i mean you know you can read these books and things and you hear principles of servant leadership well where do you think it came from it came from jesus right right he he tell he washes the disciples feet you know that's something that uh, the lowest servant would have done you know and he says if i the teacher and master wash your feet you know what should you guys do you ought to wash each other's feet. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that. That is that servant leadership. That is our. Who was the example for that? Mm. Jesus Christ. Jesus absolutely. Christ. Change time. What happened? Why are we in year 2019? Right. What happened 2019 years ago? Who changed it? I mean, the biggest religion right now is Christianity. You know how many followers? 2019 years ago you still have that many followers absolutely dude i mean yeah absolutely yeah that's, absolutely. A, that's a great leader right there <laughs> thanks be to god for yeah. for the church for all that stuff dude like yep. for the gift of faith too because mm-hmm. like there's so many faith. people that you could have all the knowledge and everything about all this you know but for some people like they just cannot they don't see that you know um so i'm i'm always really thankful in my life for that for the gift of faith like uh, my parents, mm-hmm. you know, they worked out. They did so much trying to make sure that I had this kind of life or whatever, you know. Um, that yeah, that j- it just blows my mind. Like, people have fought for two thousand years to make sure that this faith gets handed on. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, like nothing more important in history ever happened. And we just we're we're in the Easter season now, right? The Tuesday of Easter, um, where we celebrate the single biggest event in history. You mm-hmm. know, where Jesus conquered death. Mm. but the only man to die and then three days later raised from the dead like that is so amazing that is mm. it's, it's it's amazing thank god yes wow man on a side note did you guys hear about the that bombing you, oh i did hear in, about it, yes. in sri lanka yeah. gosh on on easter sunday mass like you gotta pray for those guys my heart definitely goes out yeah. to all those people pray for all them their families I was watching. I was watching on something before, just before I came, and I was just like, "Dang, dude! Like, I didn't even know about that." Yeah, that's. Uh, I actually think I woke up, 
And when I did make it over to my phone, that's one of the first things I saw. And I was just like, it put things in perspective. Right. I mean, you got to think about where we live. You know, we don't live in a place where we have to worry about worshiping, you know. But you talked about Christianity being one of the biggest religions. Yeah. It's also... I heard them saying it's the most persecuted religion in the entire world, mm-hmm. more so than Jews, uh, Muslims, anything like that. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, at the core of it, it I hate to say it, but it, it kind of makes sense. Like, if you're, if you're Satan, you know what I mean? Um, you're going to persecute the followers mm-hmm. of Christ, of course. Like, that's, you're going to attack Christ's church. You're going to, like, you know, so, I mean, it's to be expected. You know, God, Jesus told us that the world's going to hate us. Yeah. And, you know, so, like, speaking of events that happened that week, you know, part or most of that cathedral burning down as well. Right. Yeah. And yeah. of Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Th- that building stood for, what, 800 years? That's crazy. That's yeah, that's crazy. That was on my bucket list, man. I'm sad. You know, it still is. Yeah. Yeah. They'll rebuild it. Still. Like, that. that's the thing, though, is, like, you have to we have to endure through all these trials, you know what I mean? Like, even though um, Christians are persecuted around the world, we have to be strong. We have to pray for them. Um, yep. Be thankful for where mm-hmm. we're at, of course. But um, I think it's important, too, to, like, be sorrowful with those people, you know, to feel what they feel, to empathize with them, yeah. um, and to pray for them, and to pray for Christians all over the world, you know what I mean? Because we're we're so blessed to live in a place where we can worship and freely you know what i mean not have to we can go to i've never once thought about dying in mass you know what i mean like that's that's not a reality that we really have to face here thanks be to god for that yeah um but and i'm sure those people weren't thinking that either yeah but um like there's an inherent risk you take Mm -hmm. in being a follower of christ you know what i mean and it's not so much prevalent here but in Muslim countries or something like that, you know, um, like you, you really have to pray for those, those types of people, you know what I mean? Because we often don't think about what they're going through, what the types of things, like they have to yeah. live, they have to live their faith in secrecy almost, you know what I mean? Out of fear for their government. Like that's, that's a scary thing, dude. That is a really scary thing um, that, that we don't think about. Yeah. It almost leaves me speechless. Uh, it brings to mind how fulfilling it is to be able to work or participate in ways that, you know, grow the kingdom. Right. That that impact others or where we can share the word with others in different activities. Um, and allowing people, you know, and take, you can take the religion part out of it, but having their own relationship with God, you know, let them build up that singular peace so that they can truly start on that journey um it's it's incredible and what a great they're great opportunities to participate in ways that that grow the kingdom that spread that kind of fire uh that fire that really frees our or puts our souls in the right spot right? absolutely mm. i think that's so important too just knowing jesus personally because you know we respect him and we honor him and you know all these things that we should do but then also you personal level that's huge totally personal intimacy through prayer that was that was big in my life i never had that personal connection 
And I the same for me, dude. Yep. Same. And that's that's where my life really shifted. And I'm like, oh man, like, okay. And I and I, you know, even talk to God like a friend. Where I get and something bad happened in my life, and I'm going and I'm dumping it. Right. You know, there's seasons. I think there's a time for for talking. Yes. And I'm just unloading, and then I'm like, I got nothing more to say. Time for listening. Right. That's where the power came in when I was able to listen. And it's hard to do because I get so caught up in the earthly world. Or it's mm-hmm. like, ah, I got to write this paper and prayer away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to uh, check this message and I'll, I'll pray tomorrow. Like, and I, you know what I mean? Kept putting it off. And that's how we don't know him intimately because we don't spend that time. It's like being in a marriage and you don't say, I don't talk to my wife for a long time. And then I come and like, when I do steer, I'm like, hey, can you cook for me? Right. Making so, all these requests. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and can also need this. Can you like really please, 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 please. clean the house? <laughs> and it's like, please. wait, like we don't even know each other. You haven't talked to me in two months. It's the same thing with God. You know, you, when you're talking to him every day and spending time. That's where you get to know. And God's an experience. Like you said, you can't, I can't, I know we're logical, but you can't. I can't take you to God and shake his hand. Right. <laughs> Here's God. But it's an experience and you get that experience through spending time. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like I've, I told you those experiences I had where it, like th- those weren't my words. Right. And I used to be so like, you know, when people say talk to God and pray and I'm like, oh gosh, like how's that even going to work? Like, right. come on, dude. like, yeah, I'm going to ask God for help on this. You're like this seems like an awful one way yeah, conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey God, help me. And you know, and that's just, I'm being honest of how I used to think of it right, until no. I experienced. And now with the experience is like, you can't even really put it into words. You just hope that someone else could experience it too, because it's, it's a feeling you can't truly explain in words that is so true it's like feel it man and it's like i get all teary-eyed and stuff when i try to explain it so it's like man like it's crazy what it does i feel like that's another thing that unfortunately has or in some ways become cliche it's like oh well why don't you pray about it right or especially for those uh non-believers or i mean let's say that you're not into any particular religion at all mm-hmm. um you know you hear pray about it and you think oh that's just a bunch of fluff but diving deeper into it you realize what it will do for you mm-hmm. like growing that relationship is so important and so i like that you mentioned um well focusing on that that intimacy obviously it's something that we've discussed here uh and one way that a good friend of mine put it was you know imagine god and your, your father's there and on his throne and in let's say like his giant robe that's like the greatest robe ever and you as his son you can climb up onto his lap and enjoy that and where this example was actually coming from was on the topic of pornography and when you picture this scenario in your head and you know obviously with the topic of pornography you can imagine being or you can feel being in god's lap your father's lap and him saying trust me son i will fulfill you these humanly earthly wants and things that you're craving aren't aren't the way they're not right it's literally like dog crap on the floor yeah okay and every time you dive into that or you choose to participate in that you're literally going to the floor to eat dog shit yeah when you could be having the ultimate feast right there but he's saying trust me son 
I will fill you. I will take care of you. Right. You don't need to pick that up off the floor. Mm. Dude, that's, that's powerful, bro. It almost made me cry. Like that's for real. That's, but that's what it is. And, you know, and we, I think there's something in Proverbs that says like, like a, like a dog returns to his vomit. So does a fool return to his old ways. Um, but dude, like, I feel like that so often, you know what I mean? When you fall back into these same sins over and over again, whatever it is, uh, you know, pride, self-reliant, whatever, it, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And like, if you think sin is, sin is death, you know, sin is separating yourself from God's free gift of eternal life. You know what I mean? At, at the very level, it's building a wall between you and God. Um, it's self abusive behavior. You know what I mean? But we think of it as, uh, you know, satisfying the flesh. Yes. And so, like, you, I think St. Paul says, like, the, the spirit and the flesh are very, they're opposed to each other. Like, those, they have differing wants, you know? You can feed one, and you're going to starve the other, and, you know, you have to choose the right one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, man, I love this. You know, just three guys sitting here talking about their faith something i was always afraid of remember we shared this i was always right. afraid to oh say i i believed in god and because i wasn't sure and then i didn't want people to judge me and then all these things that i dealt with and i'm like but now it's like i spend time i got the intimacy with god mm-hmm. where it's like no like I, I couldn't have done any of this without his guidance right even this masculine journey that i'm on i'm like bless me on this journey um the things I got caught up on, the earthly things that we talk about that I thought I wanted, you know, um, I got lost in sex with girls, you know, women, and thinking, like, that's what made me a man, right. and being strong and beating somebody up, like, I was so empty, I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you, I was so empty, and that's, so, I, not, I mean, man, I, some of the things I've done, but I was lost, and, but, it was like, without God's guidance or, you know, you're always looking for like, okay, I'm empty. There has to be something more to this life. Right. And when you find it, that's fulfillment. That's where you feel filled. Like, yeah, those other things could work for in the moment, but you feel worse after. It's kind of like when you get drunk one night and you, and you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, I'm hungover. I feel like crap. It's the same thing. It's like those short fleeting. It's like, yeah, I felt good for, from here to here, but, but I woke up and I, and I felt, yeah, I felt worse and it's actually damaging my future. Right. And I found God through all these things that were bad. So I think like nobody should be ashamed of whatever you're going through. God meets you where you're at. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you've done. Like how bad? That's how much God, God's love is so strong that you're saying like, whoa, I'm, I'm ashamed of this. Like, yeah, it's human nature to be ashamed and we're afraid, but everybody deals with something on right. some level. Yeah. Whether some people are good at hiding it or not, it doesn't matter. Like everybody's dealing with that demon that they don't want to talk about. And just to be like, this is where I'm at. That's cool, man. Like don't beat yourself up for it. You're taking the first step to wanting to get better by admitting where you're at. Exactly. And call God into that or, you know, a friend, something. He'll meet you you just, but yeah. God meets you where you're at. That was the biggest turning point in my life. Now, I, I, I love that that saying altogether because that's like, um, you know how they say, I think it was, again, something that St. Paul said, like, um, 
you're a new creation in Christ. You know what I mean? So if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Mm-hmm. And the old is dead. It's gone. You're a new creation in Christ. New. Um, so that's what it's about, dude. Like being you, when you're in those moments, when you when you do fall, um, repent. Obviously, you got to turn away from that. You got to recognize what you did was wrong. Turn away from that, and then you're calling God into that. You're like you're saying, "Look, God, this is where I'm at. I made this sin. I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't like. I, I recognize this is wrong. This is not part of your will. Um, help me. Come. Like this is where I'm at. Though I like, give I, it to you. I give it to you exactly. Like I. I am struggling with this. I don't want to struggle with this. Help, like, help me to overcome this for you, for your glory. Uh, and, like, I feel like that is where mm-hmm. that new creation moment happened. For me, anyway. You know, yes. that's, like, that's that thing where I'm just, like, okay, call Jesus into this. Like, Jesus, please, just, this is where I'm at. I need you to help me. Like, whatever, do your will through this. But, like, I need you to come into me and help me through this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm at a wall right now. Uh, that's essentially the moment that you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, right? Ex- when you, I, when you yeah. fully just gave everything to him and said, it's it's yours, I believe, in the power that you have. Uh, right, and that's that dying to yourself, you know what I mean? People talk about yourself, that a lot. Yes. That's that's what that is, is that self-denial moment where you say no. Like The way uh, you have to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, right? Yep. What is the cross for? It's not for life. It's for death. It's an instrument of death. You know what I mean? Um, So that in doing that, in denying yourself and picking Mm. up your cross, like you're dying to yourself so that Christ can be, can make you new so that Christ can live in you. Wow. That's, um, I love that. So when you build that intimacy with God, that's like, you know, we talk about accountability and integrity. Mm -hmm. So my intimacy with God, now I truly love God. And of course, I always have my battles back and forth of, you, you know, earthly things and God. And, but my, I, my love is there. Right. So I'm saying that's the ultimate accountability. I'm always being watched, man. It's crazy. So I go home, even though Dustin and John can't see me talk about integrity and accountability. I'm connected to God. So I want to do the right thing. Absolutely. That's for love. I think, so, mm-hmm. I think yeah. love can be considered the ultimate form of accountability yes you know what i mean when you're when you truly love someone like take a relationship you Mm -hmm. know your wife or whatever you know like you love your wife so much that you would never do any you wouldn't cheat on her whatever you know what i mean like love that's that's what love does like that is and true love he's talking about there right right yeah yeah. i mean that that's yeah that's what i think it's all about dude like that's so true Mm. And that, that's that accountability that mm-hmm. we're, we're all looking for. Because we know we're like, man, I need to be held accountable. I want that integrity. And it's like, when I'm always constantly aware of God's presence, I'm like in the moment, I'm thinking like, you know, these temptations come up and I'm, uh, and I'm like, man, connect to God. Right. He's right there. And then, yeah, you slip, you fall, get right back up, repent. And that's human nature, man. I I just, I truly believe there's a, a lot of people because I done it and I've, you know, I'm going to continue to always work on myself, but it's like, you're afraid to come out because you, you, you think you should be ashamed of what's going on. Right. And it's like, don't get, once you can overcome that, that's the only way you can get better. Don't keep suppressing that and hiding it. And it's like, man, 
I we think all, if, if more people spoke the truth of like what they go through right. and what they struggle with on a daily, the the things that are hard for them, everybody be like, well, me too. Like me too. That's why we're talking here. That's that piece like about authentic manhood that you guys were talking about yes. the other day too. Is like dudes are so afraid to open up like that. And I can, I can speak for myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm in with, in most situations with most guys, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to, Tell him exactly how I'm feeling that day. Like with you guys, it's different, you know, but we've spent time building that relationship and we've had a lot of deep conversations, you know, that kind of led to that, that comfort level, you know, but I feel like it's, it's a big deal in our society. We need to be more comfortable as men in talking about how we're feeling in, you know, having in confiding in other people, you know what I mean? That's that community piece that you're talking about accountability. Like, you need that. You need to have people to confide in. And, of course, God is always there for you, and, you know, you can confide in him. Um, but other people are gifts, too, you know what I mean? Mm. And use those, like, you know, um, in, an, in a loving way, you know, but accept the blessings that God has given you, you know, and don't try to be so manly and keep it all to yourself. And this is me talking to myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm giving advice to me, you know. Um, but like you have to be willing to open up. You have to be, especially in terms of depression, anxiety. Yeah. That vulnerability piece is so big. Like if if you don't talk about it, no one else knows about it. You know, I heard a guy say once, uh, regarding like depression, anxiety, talking about your feelings. Uh, he's like, your mind is a, is like a bad neighborhood. You should not go in there by yourself. <laughs> wow. But I That's thought cool. that was such a good, uh, so, so good. Like, yeah. dude, like share those things with other people, like vent to people like that is even or journal something like you yeah. have to, you have to get those things out. Mm-hmm. Especially, oh. I mean, I feel because of course I'm a man, so I'm focused on masculinity. Yeah. We have to do that because um, I tell my story where, you know, all us men were around and we're all being, we're all empty inside because not one of us spoke the truth about how we're really feeling. Right. Vulnerability is part of masculinity. You got to be vulnerable as a man. It takes that group to, and to say, Hey, I do struggle with this. And I was a, a, a boy full of anger because I suppressed every single thing that came up and I couldn't tell nobody. Right. And it, ate at me inside and I didn't know why I'm like, why I have all this anger? Why am I fighting so many people? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. What am I doing all this for? And I was like, Oh, I just, and I, I click off again, but it was because I didn't understand emotional intelligence. So yeah, I, I had to understand emotions. And then I always beat myself up for feeling certain things like feeling fear, right? <laughs> feeling scared. Dude, do you know those are wired in us? Those are good things, those, right? Those kept us alive for years. If we didn't have fear, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. Fear kept us alive. But I used to say, like, no man feels fear. Because the guys I was hanging around with, we all did a good job of hiding right, certain that's things. A, that's a mask. We all had this mask on. And it was like, oh, well, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, am I the only guy that feels scared right now? Like, what? Yeah. And I, I, and I beat myself up inside. I'm the only guy that feels like crying right now. Like, what do I feel like crying? Like, oh my gosh! Like, get rid of this. I'm and a I'm tough trying, guy. I can't yeah. do this. I'm the tallest midget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm trying to beat my emotions that are wired in me away. Right. That that's it's impossible. Every person, if you're a human being, you feel fear at one time or another. 
and you always will. It will come up. It's what you do with it. Maybe you got really good courage. You built that courage muscle. But we all feel fear. Right. We all feel depressed at times. We all feel, and that that was huge for me to understand that and be like, oh, okay, like this is wired in me. Like we all feel this. Oh, and I get around good guys, good men, because it's important. You don't want to get around people that ain't there yet, absolutely, or, or not trying to take that journey because then it could be toxic. There is toxic masculinity, right? And where it's like, oh, we'll just do this, and that'll make you feel better. Like, oh no. And so I start with that because it was like, man, I want to make impact on the world. It's like, Sal, start on yourself. Start with your son, you know, and start with the friends around you. Like, hey, guys, let's share this. Let's get better. Yeah. Let's see how we can improve. That's going to make the world a better place. There's going to be more men treating women better. There's going to be more men being vulnerable and being real, authentic. That's what people like. I mean, if you're authentic and you're up front, it's like, Oh, cool. You know, those are the kinds of people you want to hang out with. You know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was mother Angelica or someone like that, that said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yes. Like those are the people that you have the greatest chance to affect, you know, the people, and those are off. Those are the people that it's hardest to love. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like me and my little brother, dude, like I know everything that that dude does wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could I could give you a list of, you know, and just, it's that familiarity. That familiarity breeds contempt. You know, that's mm. once you are used to someone, you start picking out all their faults and you see all the ways that they stumble and all the ways that they struggle. But we're not so good at looking at ourselves like that, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> we've, so we've got, you know, you have the eye for it. Yep. You just got to turn it on yourself. Mm. Um but oh, yeah. but my situation is different. But ex- it's exactly. excusable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But th- that dude's too hard to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? um, it's okay. I do this, but other people can't. Exactly. But that's what it is. Like, if you can love those people that are closest to you, those people that are that know how to get under your skin, that know how to your push your buttons, like, if you can love those people the most, you know, like, that's what's going to make the biggest difference mm. in in your life. When God's given you that ability, He's put it kind of like the whole in the, in the breathing episode where we talked about like the air is free well you know the people that you've grown up around okay whether that be you know your mother and your father and brothers and sisters or you know close friends or grandparents whatever it may be take advantage of whatever that is because that is an excellent starting point to blast you off to who knows where whatever whatever you know future god has for you you can pursue it and chase it down and achieve it starting at that point yeah, I love that. I love the way you said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a guy say once, um, I can't remember who said this, but he was like, so imagine you won the lottery, right? So you have pretty much an unlimited amount of money now. Uh, you walk into Starbucks, and there's a big old line of people or whatever, you know. Are you going to buy all their drinks? Sure, why not? Like, I just won the lottery. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone in here is your drinks on me, you know. So think about now you just won the love lottery. You have an unlimited amount of love that you can give. Are you going to do that same thing? Mm. You know, when you walk into the Starbucks, are you going to show everyone give love like it's free money? Because it is free. Mm-hmm. Like It's a choice. It's, it's a choice. So cool. it's, it's about that. Like, it's not a limited resource that we have, you know. Um, God is love. God is infinite. God, you know, we can spread that love for sure. We can share that in the world. 
we, but you got to make that choice, you know? Yeah. Um, you got to go choose to love other people. Mm. You got to choose to accept him. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what it has to be first, right? That's the greatest commandment is to love him, love God above all things. Um, mm. Which is a challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely dude. Um, but, you know, when we're struggling with that, like when I struggle with that, I'm just saying, Lord, help me to help me to love you more. Yep. That's probably my prayer every day mm-hmm. is like, Lord, help me to stop, you know, putting so much weight into the world and all these other things that I'm into women and to yep. working out and whatever it is, and the knowledge, even all that stuff. My like breathing addiction. The bre- my breathing addiction. <laughs> help me to stop breathing. Help me to stop much. breathing. <laughs> it's a one day job. <laughs> Oxygen. I just can't help can't it. <laughs> Right, but that that's the thing. Like you want to rely on God like you rely on oxygen. You know yep. what I mean? Mm. Like Jesus says like I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. Like I mean, I just did some pruning a couple weeks ago. Once you cut those things off the off the grapevine, dude, <laughs> they're done. They don't start growing on their own, you know. Um you have to abide in him. You have to be in him. And that means denying yourself. That means taking up that cross. Mm. And that's that's a process, you know what I mean? You can't just say, "Oh no, I've I've denied myself, dude. I'm I'm already a disciple." You know? That's not how it works. Yeah. Like it is a process. Our salvation, our sanctification is a process. Uh until you're in heaven, it's not a done deal, you know what I mean? Um mm. so with through faith in Christ, obviously is the only way we accomplish that through God's grace. It's not by any work of our own. We can't buy our own self. We can't merit our own. I can't be a good enough person to get my own salvation mm-hmm. without Jesus's grace. Yes. You know, like without his grace, it, it means my, they, uh, St. Paul says like without love, I'm nothing, you know? Um, so that's, that's what it comes down to, dude. Like you have to be in love with Jesus. Like, and that, and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm trying to be. You yep. know, I'm working on, you know, trying to make this be a real relationship. Being intentional towards that. Being intentional towards that. Um, I love you say like, the real measure of a man is his intimacy with God. And yep. like, dude, that, that weighs so heavy on me. Like, that's so, I love that. That's because that, at the end of the day, like, that's what you're going to get judged on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, a key, key word you keep saying there too is process. I think that's very important for people to understand the process. Everything's a process. So absolutely. We get so caught up in, you know, instantaneous Oh my gosh, I don't love Jesus yet. Like I don't love God, and I'm frustrated. Oh my gosh, I can't forgive. Mm, oh um, yeah, that's true. Why can't I forgive? It's mm-hmm. a process. Why can't I get in shape? It's a process. Exactly. Like why can't I just wake up being shape? Or you know, all these things. I think once you understand life is a process, and it all you we want to keep continually growing as human beings till the end of our lives. Mm-hmm. As Brother Isaiah said it, he said we're on this side of the fence. And he goes, you never want to set up camp on this side of the fence. Right. He goes, but when you do the work here and you die and you go to heaven, which is on the other side of the fence, that's where we set up camp. That's where we put our feet up and say, hey, now I ain't, ain't got to do nothing. You I worked it. to get here. Right. I worked so hard to get here and I, this, I'm here. And that's what we opened up this episode talking about. Yes. You know, is that, that's what this life is, is, is a process, you know, um, temporary place it's, it's not a temporary it's not the place finished right product. this is you are here for a little bit and it's going to be such a small fraction of time in it's virtually nothing <laughs> it's yeah like literally 
almost nothing. Um, yeah, so it's just important to keep that perspective, you know what I mean? Keep that heavenly perspective um, where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about this here and now. Um, yes. We got to keep It's a process, right? Process. Some days are going to be better than others. Process. You're allowed to have off days, but process. Process. <laughs> but keep process. <laughs> Acknowledging that is that it is a fight, that there is Absolutely. work put into it, is, I think, makes things much more simple once you accept the reality of that um that it takes work it takes commitment it takes it takes that yes yeah Yeah, you have to answer the call right Mm -hmm. um i truly believe with god it it just gives your suffering and your hardships meaning it really does when you feel like there's okay there's no god there's nothing bigger than me on this earth um when suffering or hard times hit you because they're always going to hit if you get through this life without encountering a hard time, I mean, Congrats, you're like dude. one of the very few that I would know. But I mean, you don't even, it, that's not even really living. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you must have stayed in a bubble and not done nothing. But when when suffering or hard times hit you, then it has no meaning. So now that causes, I mean, imagine going through something you're like, this is meaningless. Like, mm-hmm. why? It's just happening to me for no reason. Right. But when you're able to connect to these higher pur- the higher purpose to God, like, okay, yeah, it's hard and it's still hard. Like, no one's gonna say it's easy, but it, I know I'm gonna fight for it because I have a meaning. It has a meaning. Like the suffering has a meaning. Yeah, I'm absolutely. going somewhere. Like the bigger picture, heaven. This like, is preparing me for this something. This is preparing me. It's initiating me. It's making me stronger. Right. That's a different perspective, because I think a lot of people fall off, or it's like it's easy to just throw your life away now because it's like, I don't, this doesn't mean nothing to me. I'm going to go mask it somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's another big point that I wanted to put, put out there. That's (laughs) on the idea of it being a process. (laughs) It's a process. (laughs) It's a process. You know, God being the almighty power uh, that he is, you know, the, ultimate most awesome thing ever yeah Um, source of goodness that we we can't actually hurt him he is so powerful that our 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 actions don't at least in my perspective don't actually hurt him yet it's easy for us to look at that and think that or or really dwell on that that picture but he's really there saying that or th- what's really happening is that you're hurting yourself when you commit sins. Right. And it's important to realize that he's still there saying, I'm good. That's I'm still good. Continue to pursue me because I'm right here still. Right. No matter what you've done, I'm still right here with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not abandoning you. I'm the almighty power. I'm still here with you. Uh, and don't think of it in any other way. And that's that's it's why it's important to get back up as fast as you can because mm-hmm. he's still there he's he hasn't said hand out for you. Mm, yeah. sorry uh, <laughs> i don't know about you <laughs> i mean he's there holding your hand uh but that's one perspective yeah that, that's interesting image. what you said like uh like i like how you said like like anything that we do doesn't take away from who God is, you know, like we like, that's a good way to put it. I can be the worst person in the world. I can curse God's name and step on puppies, whatever, you know, like, (laughs) um, but 
like that doesn't change who God is. That yes. Me trying to hurt him doesn't change who he is. You know, my sinfulness doesn't change God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't change how much he loves you. It doesn't change that. Like the story of the prodigal son. You know, mm-hmm. this dude tells his dad who is alive, hey, give me your give me my inheritance like for when you're dead. You know, you're dead to me. That's essentially what he's saying, you know, and that's what we tell God when we sin is you're dead to me. You know, I'm mm-hmm. choosing my myself over you. Uh, and, you know, he goes and does all this stuff, sins and lives this life, squanders everything. And then we all know how that story ends. Like he comes back and his dad doesn't even let him finish the apology. He's waiting there with open arms and puts him in a ring, throws a feast for him. Like that's who, that's the kind of father that God is. Like, and that's Jesus that told us that story. You know what I mean? That is the son's perspective of his father. Mm. Like that's so beautiful, dude. I, that is absolutely, you know, the other, the other side of that story, you know, the other brother who was feeling angry that his brother was receiving these gifts after squandering it all mm-hmm. his father makes him realize that he's got it all his, his that you know his father has all this great stuff he has an abundance of stuff which means that that abundance of stuff is his right is his and he doesn't realize that initially but you know taking that into our lives thinking that you know our father has an abundance of Oh, he's given. He's yeah, given it's everything. Everything, you know. It's a matter of of being faithful and trusting and that, understanding that, believing that that, you know, others can win in life, and it's not going to take away anything from us. Right. We should encourage that. Right. We should encourage others to have victories in their own life, have victories in their relationship with God. We shouldn't be disappointed Absolutely. that God is taking them in. Yes. Um, yeah, that is a that's a wonderful story there. God. Thank God, dude. That's all. <laughs> so beautiful, man. Anything I've said has all been thank God. Yeah, thank God. Because you know, I I just picture people sitting there listening to this and they're saying like, "Why should I?" You know, just saying I've never really had a relationship with God, and why should I check into God? Mm-hmm. And even the the bigger thing. So uh, these uncomfortable conversations, like people don't like to have. One would be death. Right. Nobody likes to talk about death. I I see you and gonna die so don't talk like that does that mean it's not true (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, right knock on wood like hopefully you don't die today and it's like but god really gives a different perspective and a light to death absolutely um that that, you know sitting there and i I believe even you know death is a it's a motivator for me and it gives you a time limit if if i had if you told me i had forever Okay, I'll get it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. For sure, exactly. tomorrow. For sure, tomorrow. I won't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be motivated. There's nothing. I'm gonna live forever. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, what do I got to work for? But God gives me the perspective of death, and it's like I don't believe it ends there. I truly don't. Whether you try to prove me wrong or whatever, and I'm a human, so I'm probably gonna fight my death and be like, no, I want to stay here still. But when when I do go, and I'm going to continue doing this work. I believe it's a better place, a way better place. And I truly believe it, man. I mean, yeah, I, of course, I go back and forth and be like, well, I'm not ready for it. Right, though. right. Do it when I'm 90. I mean, if he doesn't now. He... But when you have that heavenly perspective, you know what I mean? Like, 
like it changed. Ch- death has a different meaning at that point. You know, death. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing from the Bible. Like, death. Where is your sting? Mm-hmm. After after Jesus, like he conquered death. You know, <laughs> so we shouldn't be afraid of that anymore. Like that's we have life waiting for us. It really just we separates separates earth from heaven, right? Exactly. You, you leave your your earthly body yeah. here. But like, and at the same, like I can think of you know when my grandparents passed away or whatever like those experience those are heavy, heavy heavy emotional experiences for you you know what i mean um and like what i've come to see like is that it's mostly like in my experience anyway it was like i felt like it was my own selfishness you know what i mean mm. um being that we believe all, all that what we believe you know when your grandparents pass away or whatever, like they're going to be with Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. What could be better? What that's that going back to the beginning of this, that's the whole purpose of life, you know, is to go and be with Jesus at the end. Um, so why are we so sad whenever all that happens? You know, um, shouldn't we be like rejoicing that our loved one is going to be with the source of love, you know, to go to be mm. in communion unity with, with God. Mm. Um, but that's such a hard perspective to it carry is. whenever that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so whenever anyone close to me passes away or whatever, that's always what I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously you have your own, you know, your own feelings for not wanting to let that person go. But like, at the, like you have to give them back to God. You know, you got to let oh, let yeah. that person go in a way. And mourning is not a bad thing. No, absolutely. Blessed, blessed are those who mourn. You know, absolutely. There's a time yeah. to mourn. And that's human. Like, yeah, you're going to cry. But eventually over time, you be- you became okay with it because you're like, I know. You know they're not gone. I, you know they're not mm. gone. Yeah, I, and you, even sometimes you'll be doing something and something happens. You're like, man, like one time I heard my grandpa talk in my dream and I heard his voice for the first time in like 12 years. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I heard his voice. and I forgot what it sounded like till that's I heard crazy. it in my dream. And so like moments like that where you're like, they're, they're still, you know, the spirit. Right. Yeah, exactly. I believe it. And there's another part in the New Testament. I can't wish I could give you better references, but uh, something St. Paul says, like, that we're sur- surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, you know. And what's he talking about? He's talking about, like, all the, the souls that have passed mm. away and that are, that are, you know, in communion with Jesus that are that we hope to join someday, you know, this great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, watching us are the communion of saints and souls in heaven, you know? Mm. So I, I, that's death. Don't be afraid to talk Don't about it, man. I think you have to go there because it's really, if someone tells me, Hey, Sal, you're going to die one day. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what should I do while I'm on this earth? Right. How much could I give so that it just, leave these people with something great. You know, mm-hmm. what could I give? That makes me want to give more. Absolutely. Because it's like, what if I died tomorrow? What if I died the next day? What, like, did I leave? Thing. Did I leave? Oh, cool. This message, maybe this will touch somebody. You know, did I help somebody when I could? Like those things. It's like, man, it just it's be, God bless me with these gifts. Let me give them all before I go. Exactly. Because those are meant to stay here on earth. Exactly. I'm up there, you know, that's where I set up camp. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a genius perspective to carry because like I was thinking just a couple of days ago, I don't know if it was today or if it was yesterday. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why the thought crossed. I think I, I, I was thinking about the, the Easter attacks mm. and uh, I was just like, gosh, dude, that's so crazy. Like you, you, you know, Easter Sunday, you wouldn't expect that. And I was like, dude, like you almost have to be ready to die at any mm. day, you know? Um, like as a Christian, I think you you absolutely should be prepared to die at any point because 
with believing what we believe, you know what I mean? You shouldn't fear that. You shouldn't, uh, there shouldn't be any reservation about that. But like it's a very that's a very real thing like you know so I was just reflecting on that like am I ready to die today you know like and no obviously not um, because like the same thing you're saying like I I wanted to have made so much more of an impact I would want to grow so much more as a person so what's stopping me from doing that right now you know why why wait until I'm thirty okay I'll be a I'll become a good Christian man when I'm thirty you know you you can't ha- you cannot have that. Like the the soul is way too much. You can't gamble on your soul like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, or even leaving relationships or things undone, right, right? Anything like that. It's like, man, what if I died today and I left? You know, my me and my mom are fighting or whatever, and I left right. it like that right. instead of saying like, well, I got tomorrow, mm. or something happened to the other person, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I should have made that right. Right. Finding the strength to make that right is in your relationship with God, or finding the courage to get over that fear of death is found in God or to humble yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fix those relationships. Admit you're wrong. Battle that ego. Yeah. 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 Kill, kill yourself. Deny yourself. Yep. That comes with the relationship with God, man. This has been excellent. What an awesome part two to our our brother, John here. Yeah. I love this man. Three, like I said, three good friends, three men, sitting talking about faith life and how we relate it in our own lives this is huge and hopefully it touches somebody out there you listen to it and we're able to share something with you here absolutely even if it was just I me rambling dude yeah like <laughs> no really i'm, I'm even so i feel more alive from this i feel absolutely I, I know god's present here yes. right now thanks be to god absolutely. Yes. Uh, and we weathered the storm <laughs> mm. yeah mm. yeah I, I don't, I just you guys are two of my favorite dudes to talk to for sure because you guys are so analytical. You're willing to to go into these questions. You know what I mean. Whereas a lot of people don't want to. They don't like. They don't like the way these questions make them feel. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I I love talking with you guys. I love mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron, right? Yes. And that is absolutely how I feel with you guys. Um, so thank you guys for being such good friends. Thank you for bringing me in and letting me ramble. Yeah. Thank you for rambling, man. Yeah. Because it's that's valuable rambling right there that's mm. the way we'll put it mm. and this one was definitely worth weathering the storm for absolutely and there's a lot of symbolism in that <laughs> we actually weathered the storm <laughs> so you hear the <laughs> and now it's a little quiet we made it through the storm yeah, we guys made it through the storm um and we we had a, it's because we had a fire of our own you know we had we had that we lived in god in this conversation thank god for that mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. all glory to him Man, this has been fun. And, dude, again, just two in a row that you absolutely nailed. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're you're one of our favorite people as well, man. You know, we, we each, Sal and I both have had great conversations with you. Always. And, and that's why we've, we were like, oh, my gosh. Don't let it stop here. We got to keep talking. Yes, yes. And you yes. know what? Um, We've got some other points to hit for part three or who knows four we, we, five. we had five points to talk about <laughs> and we talked about two yeah, it turned into a mini series <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, this has been an absolute blast and i think from here we're about ready to wrap it up that sound good fellas sounds good we are ready to wrap it up all right well, any of you going through the storm out there too you know that's part of it but you're gonna make it through 
Jesus and will meet you where you're at. Yes. Jesus will meet you where you're at. You know, this is this this whole podcast was for you guys as well as it was for us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully there's something here that changes your life. So, thanks, John. Thank you, guys. All glory to God, though. Oh, yes. All right. Why? Well, this has been Film and Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model filling life. We're signing off.